0: Backyard Green Films is proud to present this episode of Agriculture with your host, Alara Bowman. Alara and her husband Rick travel throughout the land in their travel trailer, which they have nicknamed Bessie, bringing you stories about their travels and the people they meet. They visit farmers, ranchers, and just about anyone who loves putting their hands in the dirt or their feet in stirrups. In those travels, they have gotten to meet some very interesting people. Here's one of those interviews. This week is National FFA Week, and we here at the Agriculture Podcast wanted to bring attention to our future farmers. If you remember, we were at the national show last fall with our good friends of the American Borgoat Association. Our first interview in this podcast is with our roving reporters from the Junior American Borgoat Association, Logan Holland and Elena Blair, and they got to speak with Emily Acevedo, the 2021 Star Farmer for Agri-Science. Next, Alara spoke with Nate Perry, Managing Director at the Hopper Institute at Huntington University in Indiana, and Jesse Kimmel, ABGA member and Adjunct Professor at Huntington University. We hope you enjoy these interviews, and the next time that you sit down at the table for dinner, remember, these farmers help put that food on your plate. So please go out there and support the Future Farmers of America.
1: Hi, my name is Logan Holland and I'm here with Elena Blair and today we are interviewing Emily who is our star farmer for AgriScience. Can you tell us a little bit about like what got you here and the processes you went through to become an American star farmer? So, the American star finalist process is just
2: pretty well completing a proficiency application in conjunction with your American degree. Um, The process is actually kind of long. You submit your American degree in February and you do not find out if you are among the top 16 finalists until close to August. In a traditional year, we would be doing interviews and press here all week long, but in recent views of coronavirus and the pandemic, we have elected to do a lot of online. So my interview was actually three weeks ago. And I did it all online, and I did my videography about two weeks ago, and now we're here. But the entirety of the process is pretty smooth, easy, low stress, until you find out that you're a finalist, and it's you have quite a few things to do in a very small time.
1: I can only imagine, yes. That sounds very terrifying, but it is so fantastic that you are here today. I know that that's a long, hard process. Um, what's one of your... Uh, passions about that you want to do in life with group.
2: So one of my greatest passions actually stemmed from my membership in JABGA and the American Borgo Association in its entirety. My project started because I had a doe give birth at the Florida State Fair and I saw a need that we need to know when our does are due more accurately than what we actually know now. So Eight years ago I started this research project and now I'm beginning the development of a urine analysis test similar to that in which women use to more effectively, easily, and be more accurate in the date of partrition. Mm-hmm.
1: So, what are you wanting to do as you continue, like you want to stay on this path for your future? long-term goal is
2: actually to go on and get at least my master's in reproductive physiology and hopefully go on to doctoral work, maybe work in a research laboratory, running um, protein ELISA's, things of that accord, or maybe work for the Walt Disney Company as an endocrinology specialist in wildlife conservation. But in complete honesty, I will go wherever my career and the opportunities awarded to me take me. and a lot of these opportunities wouldn't have been possible without the support of JABGA who gave me two scholarships and have helped me further my education and just the support that I've seen as a showman in our association as well. Well,
1: I'm so glad that our association has been able to be a part of your Career and to continue to help you in the future. Yes, Miss Emily, you are a very bright young lady that has a big future ahead of you today. Um, thank you for joining our interview today. No, Do you have any final thank, comments? Just thank you,
2: and thank you to the association for being so supportive. Without you guys and without the youth that I get to look at, I probably wouldn't have been as motivated to keep continuing past the hardships. So, thank you to you guys as well. Thank
1: you.
3: We're off of your time and on to mine. So I'm going to ask you, this speaking thing that the juniors have to do starts you guys at a really young age and learning how to be comfortable doing something like this particular thing and doing it in front of a lot of people. So tell me, was that something that helped or was it not that big a deal? Because I looked at these little kids and some of them were going, okay, I'll talk to you. And here's some lady with a big hunk of machinery and a microphone and they're willing to do it. How how important is that? It's
1: definitely helped me to grow and develop personally. Like I used to not talk at all. Like I was shy, bashful, so scared to talk to people. But now I'm more confident in myself and really just kind of out there now. Absolutely. I agree with that statement. Uh, When I was younger, I was the kind of girl that would run and hide behind my mother. I did not want to talk to a soul. And now, you know, I'm here standing with you lovely people today giving an interview. And five, even six years ago, this is something I could not have seen myself doing. So uh, along with like the JAVGA and the public speaking contests that we do there and as long as uh, uh, sales talk as well, it is a tremendous experience that has helped me to get to where I'm at today. Yes. I might not be able to
2: speak to the public speaking opportunities awarded to JABG members because I never competed in it, but from a producer's aspect, from a young age I've never had a fear of talking to anybody, but it's refined my skills in being able to share the same information with producers and individuals who might not be as versed in our industry so that the same message is conveyed and that's something that I take a lot of pride in because not only am I an agriculturalist, but I'm a advocate for Borgoat Association and just our industry in general.
3: Yeah, and, and let's face it, you, you guys are the future here, right, too? We had an interesting conversation a little ways back where they were talking about women in agriculture, and this is sort of a catchphrase, and some of the members that we were speaking with said, women have been in agriculture all along, we're just now having a voice and be more vi- visible. Would you agree with that?
2: Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: Think about you know your grandma and your great-grandma having chickens and eggs and they were in charge of all that. Nobody questioned whether or not they were had a place. And-
2: I think the most interesting thing, and this is kind of stepping away from the animal side of things, but my grandmother was one of the first female ag teachers in the state of Florida because Florida and Ohio were the only two states hiring female ag educators. And so the bravery and... The voices expressed of the women before us have given us that voice, not only outside in the overall agriculture industry, but also in the goat industry as well.
1: Yes, um, I know the famous phrase, uh, every strong leading male has a wonderful woman standing right behind him, and I completely agree with that statement. I think that is so fantastic and we are just now getting a voice as women in agriculture and I think that it's a great opportunity and I'm so glad that I get to be a part of this organization as it continues to flourish with female leadership.
3: Yeah, You have an executive director that's a female and she's doing great, taking great strides forward, isn't she? And her junior program is one of the things she really to focus on. Yes.
1: yes, absolutely. We have a great team working with us at JABGA and ABGA and we continue to try and take it a step further each and every day.
3: Okay, now I'm going to ask each one of you to give me three things that you could see as possible career paths. So if you cloned yourself right at this moment at the, with this experience, give me one, two, and three, just possible.
1: Um, ag communications, veterinarian, and embryologist. Reproductive physiologist,
2: endocrinology specialist, or an embryologist as well.
1: Large animal veterinarian, uh, ag teacher, or even just stepping out and being a rancher, and raising goats.
3: Yeah, you guys are fantastic. I Just FYI, we're going to a sheep farm here pretty soon. They're doing embryo transfer stuff, and uh, the babies are coming out in February. So anybody that wants to come along, they will... I'm sure they would welcome any one of the three of you, because you both, uh, all three of you, just have a, have a hugely positive future ahead of you. Very happy. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Hi, gentlemen. How are you? Hello. So, introduce yourselves, if you would.
4: So I'm Nate Perry, and I'm the Managing Director of the Hopper Institute for Agricultural Studies at Huntington University here in Indiana. And I know you. I'm Jesse Kimmel. Uh, I'm an ABJ member and an
5: adjunct professor with Huntington University.
3: And I don't really even recognize you without your blue shirt on here uh, no, at Yeah, I'm
5: a national show superintendent also, so, yeah, uh, different role right now.
3: Yeah, well, and, but in some ways it's the same role because you're sort of bringing the young people to, to uh, the center of uh, the educational universe for goats, correct? Yes. Okay, so tell me what you're doing at Huntington.
4: So, at Huntington, we launched agriculture uh, about eight years ago. And just this last year, we launched Animal Science. It was the fourth major. So we have agribusiness, ag-education, which is where uh, Mr. Kimmel, Professor Kimmel, as I like to call him, uh, came into play. Uh, helps us with some of our ag-education courses. Uh, still
3: getting used to that professor. It
4: is. Yeah, he yeah. is. Okay. It is. It's rough. I don't even get called Mr. most of the time. It is. <laughs> and then uh, we also launched uh, agronomy, crop science. And then the newest one was animal science. Ooh, so we built, a, we built a million dollar uh, animal science center, the Don Strauss Animal Science Education Center, right on campus. Obviously, and Don is a very nice man. He's a very generous family, yes. And so we, we started with a variety of species, and one of these were some boar goats.
3: Why'd you do boars?
4: Uh, around our community, it seemed like there were a lot of families that were used to raising these, a lot of our kids that were involved in 4-H. Uh, this was one of the commercial uh, species of goats that they were raising, and so it, was a, it seemed like it was a great fit for us.
3: Well, it's kind of an interesting thing, because they weren't even in this country prior to the early 90s, right? And yep. all of a sudden, they come in, and now you look and you see them everywhere. Yep. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. So now, Jesse, tell me why.
5: Uh, it's. I believe it's something different. I mean, that's kind of how it was when it brought in. It was something different for people to kind of gravitate to, and it's a new species. And it started in the Southwest, and it's kind of grown north. And uh, with Huntington, uh, they got a nice little herd start of both full blood and percentage does. Um, they actually kidded for the first time yeah. this spring, yeah. uh, which w- went well.
4: Yeah, our students were there to watch it happen. We uh, we Ooh. were all present, so it was pretty
5: fun. Yeah, <laughs> they loved it. Uh, but it's one of the things the kids have kind of grown with I mean they have uh, you go into the facility and the kids have the goats know the goats by name and they work with them every day and feed them every day kids do all this and
4: it's just an awesome opportunity for them Um,
3: Well, please tell me there's a goat cam somewhere, right? Because goats are hysterical.
4: We we do have a couple security cameras that we can probably pull some footage and uh, show some of their antics that they do when the lights go uh, turn off at night. And the goats (laughs) are quite famous. They are very famous, yeah. When uh, when the, the first set of kids were born, our president came over and, and uh, it was pretty exciting for her. Now, she had never been around a newborn goat, so it was kind of fun for her to hold that kid for the first time. And Aww. they were born on Valentine's they Day. They were born on Valentine's Day. Aww. So uh, Val and, and uh, let's see, it's uh, Cupid and Tina are their names. So Cupid and Tina are the first two uh, kids that we had yeah. born.
3: Well, market that baby for all it's yeah, worth, right? That's right. Well, you're an educational institution. I'm all for that kind of thing. You get the news out how you can. Certainly. So those goats are also very striking on the pasture. These usually white with brown heads but sometimes spotted. And what, what direction are you going
5: for this uh, herd? They have one's a you know, uh, one of their foundation does is a paint dough, yep. percentage dough, and one is a traditional full blood dough. Babies are all traditional that they have right now. Uh, this year they're getting bred to traditional bucks, so we're expecting mostly traditionals, but as the herd grows, we'll probably have some probably different colors of stuff yeah. introduced here before too much
3: longer okay yeah. so now did you say you had agribusiness there we do Okay, yeah. so now this the thing that i get really excited about with boar goats is the money in because i do accounting for a living and taxes okay. and i look at these things and i've heard they're like four bucks a pound on the hook breathing without even like doing anything to it so the boars are known for meat production i don't know if their students are thinking no don't kill the baby go keep it go but, but really, when it comes down to it, there's a real business drive for this goat. To, sure. To, yeah, do, do, do they get into that at all, or is it really uh, they will. a cute a, show thing for them?
4: Well, we have, I think on one side, we have a, a former show animal. Uh, she came off the show circuit, and uh, that was one of our two moms. And then the other one's a little more on the commercial side. So it's been fun to have that conversation of what we're going to do with them. Uh, yeah, the first round of goats here, we're starting to build our herd a little bit, but what's it look like down the road? Uh, for the students to be able to have their hands on both the animal science side, and on the livestock production side with agribusiness is a unique opportunity, I think, for our students to kind of choose which track they want to go down and which way they want to pursue.
3: Yeah, and and to me, one of the great things about the board goat is it's got some genetic traits that really add to other animals. So a lot of people mix them with Spanish goats or with uh, Kikos or things like that. So because I mean, that bone structure is so yeah. great, right? Yeah. So and you in in the ring, you understand how how you're judging based on that. Your animals, they either have a good bone structure, they have good meat, their stance, mm-hmm. all of these things are things you want the genetics to carry forward to other animals
5: yeah and that's part of the, i mean i'm very involved with like the breeding side of it make sure mm-hmm. we get breeding bred the right way mm-hmm. and we keep improving the herd down at huntington uh, you know we have an awesome animal science professor at huntington mm-hmm. that is amazing and the kids love yeah uh, and she's all about it i mean not only like she said but we're also lo- looking at the feeding aspect and that, all that mm-hmm. type of stuff so it's not just having kids and petting them it's right uh, you're know I mean we're from birthing to finish you know there and Mm -hmm. what can we do and how you know we're teaching kids the whole gamut you know not just one the whole process yeah
3: and nutrition makes a huge difference and and it's regionally important too for things like supplements and so raising a goat in texas is going to be different from raising a goat in virginia or vermont or california because they might not have certain nutrients in certain areas so they got to really gauge that now that's a good thing to know for animal science too i think yeah great so, are you going to go to the to, to the show next year in Grand Island? If I, you have goats, you get to right. Well,
4: I feel like we may be that uh, invitation. We may have to, you know, uh, carpool together on, and see if car. Professor Kimmel will drive us all out there. So.
3: Well, we were there this last June, I think it was, and just so you know, 104 oh. with the fans on in the air-conditioned barn. So just be warm. Be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared.
5: Yeah, so it was a little warm this year, but yeah, we got through
3: it. I thought you guys arranged it just for the Californians, so you could make oh, fun yeah. of us, no?
4: Try to make sure you guys were comfortable the whole time out there. Thank you.
3: So, if we wanted to find you, where would we go?
4: So, huntington.edu slash ag will get you right to our uh, specific website in the ag department. Uh, but if you're here at convention or you're in Indianapolis area, we're only about two miles north of here, or two two hours north of here in Indianapolis.
3: Fantastic, Professor Jesse. If I want to go take one of your courses, where do I go? Uh
5: same Huntington. Page six in the catalog. Yeah. That's right. Right? I'm not quite sure which page, but uh, it's all through Huntington. Uh, you know, I'm a few of the higher-up step, uh, higher up courses in terms of ag education, uh, a few more hands-on classes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, it's an awesome opportunity. It's a smaller type college, university, uh, that gives you a lot of hands-on experience, more one-on-one time, mm-hmm. uh, with a really unique set of kids yeah. that... To do an excellent job. Yeah. So it's a
4: Christian campus, and and there's just not a lot of Christian colleges that are you know have an ag program like this. I went so to that's Walla unique, Walla. So. Walla Walla, that Walla I do you know Walla
3: Walla. Yes, is. not the Whitman one that was yeah. so exciting. Walla, Walla Walla, yes. So I'm familiar it's with familiar. Chapel on Fridays. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's been a wonderful speaking to you. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.
3: If you liked our podcast, please subscribe. This is how we keep going. And please ask your friends to join us. Please also feel free to post any comments or questions to our social media sites. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Backyard Green Films. Thanks again for listening. We love to bring you this podcast every week. We visit places all across the country and even a few places outside the U.S. We'd love to keep doing this as long as we can, but holy cow, gas is expensive. So, we've started up a Patreon account. If you'd like to help be a part of the stories you hear, we'd love your support, feedback, and suggestions. If you'd like to make that financial support, please follow the Patreon links in our podcast intro for more information. Every Little Bit is another mile we can put on the road to bring you the conversations we hope you enjoy. We want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.
0: We would like to thank Logan, Elena, Emily, Nate, and Jesse for joining us this week. We'd also like to give a big shout-out to our friends over at APGA. If you'd like to find out more information, please visit ffa.org, abga.org, and huntington.edu. We'll see you next week with another adventure. You have been listening to Agriculture with your host, Alara Bowman. Please tune in for more upcoming episodes from our travels. I'm Rick Bowman, your behind-the-scenes editor. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Backyard Green Films Productions, All Rights Reserved. Copyright 2022.